everyone, and welcome to Insurance Uncovered, the first podcast to bring you insurance news and perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. Insurance Uncovered is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies. I'm Kathy Imus, and today we're uncovering chaos on stage. President Donald Trump and Democratic challenger Joe Biden meet on stage in the final run-up to the election. Plus, the mutual factor. The 2020 report analyzes how the mutual insurance industry has fared through the COVID-19 pandemic. And a changing of the guard. NAMIC introduces Merchants Mutual CEO Bob Zak as our new association chair. But first, President Donald Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden faced off in their first debate, leaving many news outlets to describe the back and forth on stage as chaotic. Trump, with just more than a month until Election Day, still has much he hopes to accomplish. Over the weekend, he announced Amy Coney Barrett to succeed Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court. Confirmation hearings are expected to begin on October 12th. In Washington, the Senate is expected to begin the process of voting on a continuing resolution to maintain government funding through December 11th. The House has already passed the measure, and once the Senate completes action, the measure will go to the president for signature today, the end of the fiscal year. The mutual property casualty insurance industry remains financially sound despite the tumultuous first half of 2020 and is well positioned for the future. That's the conclusion of the third annual Mutual Factor Report, released jointly by NAMIC and Aon during the association's 125th annual convention. Along with the evaluation of nearly 30 performance metrics and the impact of ratings agency criteria on mutuals, this report goes a step further in recognition of the unparalleled circumstances facing the industry as the result of COVID-19. Aon's Pat Matthews describes how the industry did. The mutuals, you know, had a terrific growth and surplus in 2019, like the industry did, and even on a five-year basis, consistently adding the cap, adding the surplus over a five percent clip. So, terrific result on a on a longer-term basis. And then a common theme we saw in last year's report, and even now, the mutuals are well capitalized, right? They continue to really look at, you know, a strong balance sheet uh, strength or strongest, really, for May and Best. And, and just key foundations of growing capital and, and maintaining that conservatism on capital. And of all, the number that jumps out to me is the $9 billion number. And that's an industry number of within a 90-day window in Q2, through our analysis together, the industry really stepped up to Chris's point and, and, and returned, you know, premium to, to the policyholders, right? To, all, you know, all, all policyholders. So that, I thought that was a really impressive number in such a short window. To read the full 2020 Mutual Factor Report, just visit NAMIC.org and our Resource Center. As COVID-19-based lawsuits regarding business interruption coverage make their way to the courts, insurers have continued a run of success. The U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California dismissed insurance contract-based claims for breach of contract, breach of covenant of good faith and fair dealing, bad faith denial of an insurance claim, unjust enrichment, and declaratory relief against an insurer. The court found the virus exclusion in the policy was clear and explicit, and closure orders were issued as the direct result of COVID-19, a cause of loss that falls squarely within the virus exclusion. Lawsuits were also dismissed in Texas, Illinois, and Ohio, 
where one judge said, quote, The coronavirus does not physically alter the appearance, shape, color, structure, or other material dimension of the property. Nothing about the property has been altered since March 2020. During last week's 125th NAMIC Annual Convention, the first ever in a virtual format, the association welcomed its new chair, Merchants Mutual CEO Bob Zak. On today's Unscripted, our Chuck Chamnus chats with Bob about the upcoming year as well as the challenges facing our industry. Thanks for joining me today on our podcast, Bob. And let me be among the first to congratulate you on being officially named NAMIC's newest chairman during our annual meeting. We just wrapped up the first ever virtual convention, and I'm delighted to have a chance to talk today and let our podcast audience know a little bit about you and get to know you better. So we'll talk about Merchants Mutual. We'll talk about you and your vision for NAMIC and the state of mutuals and whatever else comes up. But welcome. Thanks, Chuck. It's uh, an honor and a privilege to be NAMIC's board chair, and it's great to be with you today. Well, you have had an amazing run at Merchants, so let's start there. 35 years plus with the company, 25 years as CEO. That's a long tenure as CEO. What changes have you seen in your tenure, and uh, how did you stay at it for so long? Well, um, I'll I'll answer your questions in reverse order. The ability to stay at it for so long is due to the people I've had the the pleasure of working with. Um, we've had some group as with many mutual companies, we've had some great people with great tenure at the company who've kept the best interests of the company at heart and they have made it easy. I'd like to say it was uh, very intentional, but it wasn't. It was one day at a time, one week at a time, one year at a time. Um, so it's worked out pretty well. Clearly. So how about changes you've seen over those 25 or 35 years? Yeah, uh, some of the, the obvious changes are technology-related. Uh, manual processes going away, the use of um, at least automated, if not artificial intelligence, to make some of the decisions and to focus people on work that requires uh, human judgment. But the one thing that hasn't changed, and uh, as recently as yesterday, we talked to our National Agency Council about it, is the importance of relationships in our business. And we believe it's a key differentiator for us and merchants that was confirmed by our National Agency Council uh, and continues to be uh, a challenge even more now during these pandemic-influenced days where in-person visitation is pretty much off the table, uh, but uh, our team's managed to uh, continue to strengthen relationships with individuals at agents. And I think that's the key thing. Um, Everybody talks about customer focus, but we talk about individual relationships with our agents and with our policyholders. Yeah. Yeah. The importance of that never goes away. So let's talk a little bit about the industry and your new role you're taking over as chairman at an unusual time. Um, clearly, the pandemic has, has, if not fundamentally changed the way insurers do business, it has at least um, you know, given us new insights to different ways to doing business. So maybe we can start here where um, this will be aired at the end of our convention next week. But what are some of the things that you feel optimistic about uh, re- regarding the future of the industry? Um, I'm optimistic in the fact that I 
think during this um, difficult time in our economy and our society, the industry has, uh, I think, performed admirably, both from kind of an oper operational standpoint and its ability to continue to serve its policyholders and its ability and willingness to engage in conversations with regulators and legislators on how our country, our society might face the next pandemic. Yeah, that is clearly something we've been working with, uh, particularly in Washington lately, and will probably be a task for the next Congress. Um, what challenges do you see that, you know, we may, may be more apparent now in this uh, new environment? Well, certainly it's the, uh, the, the challenges uh, related to how to respond to a pandemic uh, when most people knowledgeable about the insurance industry and insurance as a product realize that a pandemic is uh, not a, an appropriate solution for an insurance product, uh, or I should say an insurance product is not an appropriate solution for uh, any type of pandemic. And I think we need to uh, engage a larger uh, a more broad spectrum of participants to come up with a potential solution. I agree. So at convention, um, you shared a message that talked about decision making and taking action. Can you talk a little bit about your example of keeping one's self-orientation low and how that can perhaps be used by our listeners? Uh, sure. Um, it's something I learned probably a couple decades ago, it was by chance that we came across the definition of uh, trustworthiness. And I, I think it goes to the heart of the mutual industry and it goes to the heart of relationships. And uh, trustworthiness goes up when one's self-orientation goes down. And by that, I mean, uh, whether it's a personal or professional relationship, if you keep the other party's interests at the forefront, they tend to trust you more. Um, it's easy, I think, for people in leadership positions to become influenced by the title, by the power that comes with certain positions, and allow their self-orientation to get a little bit too high. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough to have people around me, uh, from the board level to the colleagues with whom I work, to keep me kind of focused and balanced and make sure that our orientation individually and collectively at merchants is on others. Wow, and it's really easy to see how that translates to mutual insurance as well. I mean, institutionally, you know, keeping a corporate self-interest low, keeping the focus on service to policyholders seems to be an extension of the theme. Absolutely. So... Do you have any particular issue you'd like to uh, champion on behalf of the industry going into this year as chairman, or, or what do you look forward to most besides the end of the pandemic, um, which I can assure you we all look forward well, to? Right. The end of the pandemic is, is, would be really important because one of the, the things I was looking forward to most about becoming chair of the board was the opportunity to attend state association meetings and meet people in places or parts of the country that I otherwise wouldn't have gone to uh, really get to know the membership of NAMIC. And I certainly hope there's a, 
a workable solution that permits in-person gatherings and travel to occur a little bit more than it is right now. Uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to and hopefully we'll be able to experience. Um, the issues for the industry, and I think in, in addition to a rational response an approach to dealing with future pandemics, and I think the industry has a role to play in formulating that response, if but not likely being the, the primary uh, responder. Um, I think marketing our industry to a more diverse population is, uh, I think, a key thing that we need to do. Um, I think while the industry has performed well and uh, both operationally and financially during this difficult time, that doesn't sell well to younger people um, of any race, religion, creed, whatever. Uh, and I think we need to do a better job of selling the opportunities in the industry um, to a diverse population to attract people to the industry. Um, so I think I'd, I'd like to see what we can do to, to make that uh, more of a reality over the coming year. I totally agree. Uh, recently on the podcast, we had a recipient of the NAMIC Mutual Insurance Foundation Scholarship, and she's a student at uh, University of North Texas, uh, graduating next year, uh, first generation uh, in her family to graduate from college, uh, Hispanic American. And to hear her talk about insurance and how excited she was about it, you know, a career in insurance, you know, really just made your point about getting the word out to let more people, um, you know, particularly uh, other types of people than those we've traditionally employed uh, into the industry. And that'll help us down the road to uh, meet the needs of policyholders who uh, have a different background. Yeah, while it may not be perceived as a glamorous industry, I think many of us, in the, particularly in the mutual space, look at it as the grease that makes the economy run, um, that people wouldn't be able to take the risks they need to take to pursue their dreams without uh, the support of an insurance product. And I think if we can sell that um, view of our product, uh, it becomes more attractive to many younger people. I totally agree. I mean, I think of us as grease. We're, we're very nice grease. We're high-tech grease, but uh, grease nonetheless. <laughs> the, the, the machine doesn't run without it. So maybe last question, and kind of on the same theme. You've had a successful career in this industry, and um, you know, what one piece of advice would you give to professionals who are new to the industry? Perhaps uh, uh, younger people working for member companies or in the industry or listening to this podcast today. Sure. Um, do, the only thing one can do is do their best in their current situation. Um, keep in mind that one is never as good as one thinks they are are things ever as bad as they might appear to be in difficult times. So keep an eye on the horizon, keep a longer term perspective, um, and be nice to others. Great words to live by and to uh, apply in your professional uh, life. Bob, thank you. I look forward to working with you as chairman and uh, really appreciate your time on the podcast today. It's my pleasure, Chuck, and I look forward to working with you and our members across the country. 
And finally, before we wrap up this episode of Insurance Uncovered, we want to give a shout out to our 2020 Platinum and Gold Level sponsors. A big thank you to Aon, Genry, Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company, Guy Carpenter, Holborn, Munich Re and HSB, Mutual Boiler Re and Swiss Re. Your support means the world to us. As for us, Insurance Uncovered will be back on October 14th with more insurance news and interviews. Remember, if you have a topic or issue you'd like us to uncover, don't hesitate to let us know. Just send us an email at uncovered at namic.org. Until next time, I'm Kathy Imus. I hope you have a wonderful day.